720 WGN. No, that's not Simon. No, that's not Garfunkel. That's Mike. <laughs> Mike Massé. Hey, Mike, are you with us? I am. Hello. Do, do I have your last name? Say your last name for me, will you? I've, I, I thought I heard you say Massé. Is that correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that? what I said. Well, I'm you horrible. You know, for somebody who's in broadcasting, and as long as I've been on the radio, I should be a hell of a lot better with people's names. You would not believe how easy it is for me to butcher people's names. Now, i got to tell you another thing. And maybe you're aware of this. I don't know. We're not a music station. WGN's a talk station. So, therefore, we do not pay any ASCAP BMI music licensing fees. Therefore, the, I can only get away with playing one minute of anything. <laughs> So choose wisely. I did. Um, I I had not heard of you until I read this article in the newspaper. Oh, great. Uh, And I checked you out on YouTube. And once I did that, I'm like, we've got to get this guy on. This is fantastic. (laughs) I announced that you were coming on about 15 minutes minutes ago. I've already got texts, texts, uh, text line, phone line, 312-981-7200. Mike has done live streams on YouTube since COVID began, and they have been great. It's one of our listeners in the 630 code. And you're going to be performing in Oak Park September 10th. But let's, let's, yeah, let's do, let's back up, Mike. Let's back sure. up. Where the hell do you come from? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who the hell are you? Where, yeah, where, where, where have you been? What are you doing? <laughs> So the short version is I was a music major undergrad and then I graduated and didn't get a job working in a recording studio that paid or anything like that. So I realized I need a real job. So I went back to school and I went to law school and I became a public defender. And I was a public defender in Salt Lake City for 13 years. And and about halfway through that, I started um, filming my gigs at this local pizzeria called the Pie Pizzeria in Salt Lake City. If you've ever been to Salt Lake or lived there, you know the pie because it's like some of the best pizza in the world. It's really, really good. And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> uh, but I know, you know, Chicago's known for pizza, too. Chicago's known oh, for yeah. pizza, too. I'm not going to step on, oh, yeah, yeah. step on any toes, but good, good. You get out west. Uh, anyway, yeah, so um, <laughs> that's my plug for the pie. But, yeah, so I started filming those gigs. Um, I had a standing gig there for, like, over 20 years. I'd play there, like, once a month. Just wow. to remember the songs I learned, learned, and um, yeah, and I just, I eventually I started filming them and and uh, and posting the highlights on on YouTube, and and that became sort of the the, the basis of uh, the beginning of my channel, and uh, a lot of it is, is with my bassist. His name is Jeff Hall, and he's actually a prosecutor in Salt Lake, so we were both <laughs> lawyers, uh, criminal lawyers at the same time, playing together. Oh, it's hysterical. It was just, you know, blowing off, yeah, was, we we're just blowing off steam and just having fun, and we and eventually when we started doing the YouTube thing, we realized, well, actually, we're playing for a worldwide audience that is not limited by time or space. So right. we just, you know, we just kind of that we took that attitude towards it, and you know, if the folks in the room ignored us, we kind of ignored them right back, and we were playing for the cameras, you know, I mean, not literally, but it was just like you know, it wasn't like a, it, it became sort of a mission to just sort of document our arrangements and our performances in a way that I thought people would appreciate if they found them someday. Okay, it's one thing, Mike. To say we're going to film our set at the pizzeria, and it's going to be on YouTube—that's one thing. However, <laughs> it's a completely different pizza topping when <laughs> we hear somebody with your vocal ability, your musicianship, along with your bass player, and the production quality of it. Just the general recording quality of it itself is. Spectacular! I, it wouldn't have worked without it. How did you pull that off? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, um, well, back to the fact that I was a music major undergrad, and I actually right. studied sound recording, so I so I kind of knew enough to be dangerous, <laughs> and so I would, you know, I kind of, I'd make it sound good. The video, the video kind of caught up eventually, but the, in the early days, the video was just, you know, it wasn't even HD. It was just it wasn't much to look at, but it was enough to so right. you could see that what you what you were hearing is this is the visual representation of what you were hearing, basically. Right, right. And so you're at this pizzeria. You're recording these videos. They go on YouTube. Then what happens? Well, um, gradually over time, people started to t- kind of take notice. And a lot of it was was fellow musicians who were, like, appreciative of my arrangements. Because that's kind of, like, my other, I think, selling point is that I make arrangements of songs that a lot of people haven't ever done on guitar or or acoustically, um, mm. or solo, and mm-hmm. so I, I kind of unlocked. I unlocked a lot of songs for people, and in a way, I like, say so this is how you can play it. And I'm not even like I'm. I'm a. I'm a good rhythm guitar player. I'm a really good rhythm guitar player. I am not a lead guitar player, and so that limitation was also kind of refreshing for people because they're like, "Hey, I can do that." <laughs> you know, it's right? Like, exactly. It's insane. You know. Exactly. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. 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 And so then this the is- vocals on top of that. I, I studied voice in, in college and. Uh, yeah, my voice has kind of blossomed and developed, and I have a I have a very large vocal range, and I can sing high, and these days I can sing pretty low too. I actually have a cover of "Silent Lucidity" by Queensrÿche coming out next week on YouTube, and and if anyone knows that song, he's he's got an extremely low voice, and then he gets up there, you know. So it's kind of fun to show off what I can do. We're talking to Mike Massey, Mike Massey in concert in Chicago, September. 3rd. 10th, Madison Street Theater, Oak Park, 720 WGN, John Landecker at 820. Mike Massey is who we're talking to. And that's who, hello again. And that's who you just heard singing Toto's Africa. It's a good song. It's a great song. Mike's going to be performing in Oak Park. We'll get to that in just a second. So we've established, you know, while I was away, while we were awake during the break, it struck me, this is such a cliche, but never give up on your dreams, so to speak. (laughs) exactly no you're an unbelievably talented singer and musician i mean that's evident to anybody that hears any of this and you you didn't get going what you wanted to get going originally so you became you you went i'm trying to figure out what what the connection between this and being in the being a lawyer is yeah (laughs) but but anyway it is my 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 brian cranston second act you know (laughs) (laughs) but seriously i mean wow (laughs) I mean to have this talent sort of under a under a pizza, if you will, for all these <laughs> for all these years, it's really something. And I'm reading about you in the paper, and honest to God, I'd never heard of you. Um, mm-hmm. Versions of his songs have won praise from Dennis DeYoung, uh, Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin, Getty Lee. What Rush song do you do? I do several Rush songs. Um, and I'm actually playing in Toronto the night before I play in Chicago. I'm, I'm in Toronto on Friday, and Listen. I've already had people like, "You got it. You're going to do some Rush, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to do some Rush." I see um, you. I, I see you. I see you're also going to be in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gee, you're going to yeah, do any I Beatles songs? A couple times. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I played there. If you look at my channel, I have like three or four videos live from Liverpool. The last time I played there, and I played there um, at the Brian Epstein Theater, which is named after oh the old God. manager of the Beatles. Yeah, and I played. I, you, there's videos of me doing something, um, uh, Strawberry Fields, in my life. You know, sitting on the lemon tunes, basically. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was really cool, really cool. Well, like I said, I'm late to the story, so pardon me for not knowing yeah, that yeah. you've already already been there. How long? Yeah, how long has it been for real? Then 
You know, I, I quit the day job um, about eight years ago, and I moved to Denver. And so now I'm in Denver, and uh, all I needed was an airport, basically, <laughs> because I just, you know, I work from home, and then I, you know, travel out to gigs. So it didn't really matter where I was. And also, I went to high school in Boulder, Colorado, so it was kind of a homecoming for me. And including the fact that two of my uh, lifelong dear friends, Scott Slusher and Ken Benson, are still local here, and they were uh, bandmates of mine in high school. So we've literally been able to, like, perform kind of reunite the band and perform together. They've they performed on my live streams with me and they even went and we played um, in London together and we played in New York together. Just super fun. So does this mean that you're expanding from the original concept of you, a guitar, your friend on bass and harmonies, bringing in other musicians? You know, I don't often I I don't really often play with a drum set per se. Yeah, I have like yeah. like my when Scott sits in, he's on he's on a cajon. You know, that is like a drum you sit on and play with your hands. It's like a box you sit on and play with your hands. Right. It's, it's called a cajon. Yeah. So like you know, it's it's still kind of the acoustic vibe, and then we you know have bass and harmonies and and uh, yeah. So and but I do sometimes on my live streams I'll have a, a guitarist, local guitarist friend of mine, Rock Smallwood, play sit in, and he does a fair amount of that, actually electric guitar. So it's sort of modified acoustic but it's still great right. you know we just we kind of keep it true to the original arrangements and and uh you know play it all in the original key the original tempos just kind of keep that vibe whatever people liked about the song originally i try to stay t- true to that so when you come to the chicagoland area on the 10th in oak park mm-hmm. are you br- are you bringing anyone with you or what's that lineup going to be this- a lot of these shows are, um, that I've been doing last couple of years have been solo shows because mm-hmm. most of the musicians I work with have day jobs, right. <laughs> so it's harder for them to travel, um, including Jeff. But um, but I actually do something interesting where I, I collaborate with local musicians, and uh, that happens quite regularly. And actually, there's a woman uh, named Julie who's going to join me in Oak Park. We've never met, but um, I heard her do some Stevie Nicks stuff online, and she does a great Stevie Nicks. And so we're going to do a few Fleetwood Mac song- songs together, and we're going to do uh, Leather and Lace. And, you know, it's, it's going to be nice. And so it's like, you know, I, that's kind of a, a, a treat for me because I get to work with somebody new. And it's also kind of fun for the local people to get to sit in with me. How many songs do you have in your repertoire? <sighs> um, Pre-COVID, I would have answered and said about 400, maybe 500 songs. Since COVID, it's now well over 900. Wow. And so um, I, learned a, I learned a lot of songs in the past two years. I was constantly debuting new songs on my live stream in part just to keep it fresh for the, for the regulars who attended, because I had, sure. you know, I had people that would come and watch sometimes, but I had a core group of audience that a fan base that would, you know, watch tune in every time. And so I wanted to keep it interesting for them. I play the requests for tips and then I would, you know, learn new songs and I even do commissions where people would pay me like 500 bucks to learn the song. They wanted to hear me sing and I would do it on the live stream. I did, I did a lot of those too, which is, which was super helpful during COVID as you can imagine. Boy, this is a whole Avenue. I've never even imagined Upcoming concerts, Maryland, New Jersey, Toronto, Massachusetts, Colorado, Ohio, Texas, North Carolina, as I mentioned, uh, Liverpool, Mm -hmm. England, and at the Madison Street Theater in Oak Park on uh, the 10th. Do you have info on times and tickets and all of that? Yeah, it's at 7.30, and um, if you go to um, MikeMase.com, M-I-K-E-M-A-S-S-E.com, slash concerts, it's got links to tickets there, but they're on Eventbrite, and it's... uh, it's general mission, so, you know, you're not too late. You haven't missed anything yet. So, yeah, it's all good. Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, U2, Elton John, Grateful mm-hmm. Dead, David Bowie, Coldplay, Billy Joel, Beatles. And I will man. literally literally take requests from the audience during the show, too. Wow. This sounds fantastic. Well, you come. 
you never know. Mike, thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. It's been fun talking to you. You do your a great interview, but uh, I'll tell oh, you, I it, it's also been great just to un, uh, to uncover who you are, what you do, and hear how talented you are. So thank all you. the best to you and. Break a leg in all those shows, as they say in showbiz. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks Mike. Thanks for sharing the music. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. you. Bye-bye.